It's Tuesday, December 8th, 2020, and you're listening to America's new number one conservative side dish to accompany your usual plate of conservative podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America! Steak for breakfast! So stand by! Oh. All right, this episode of Steak for Breakfast is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. If you visit stayreadygear.com and use the word steak at checkout, you can save 5% on anything in their store. Concealed carry holsters, tourniquet holsters, EDC trays, anything of the like. This episode is also brought to you by Man Rubs. If you're into barbecuing, grilling, um, cooking in general, which you should be, visit manrubs.com and use this word Steak 15 at checkout to save 15% on anything in their store. And they also have some really funny shirts. Um, here with me today is Roan, Raiden, Noah, and Dakota. How are you guys doing today? Yo! Full squad. Full squad in here. Fine. Sending it. What do we got today? We're going to hit it with the cold open. Good afternoon, buddy. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> All right, good afternoon, guys. Here we go. Now that we're into December and most of the country should be preparing for the Christmas season and the holidays, we are again reminded that we're in a, the year 2020. And instead of preparing for or experiencing more lockdowns in the country, in democratically ran cities and states throughout the U.S., the progressive left is trying again to cancel Christmas, the holiday season, and the values of traditional American family. While states like Arizona, South Dakota, Florida, Utah, and Nebraska are flourishing right now, and as the restrictions implemented in regards to their responses to the pandemic are loosened, so far as to primarily protect the elderly, the vulnerable, the at-risk, as it should be. Meanwhile, in states like New York, New Jersey, Michigan, and California, in addition to major cities like Chicago and Washington, D.C., Politicians continue to lay waste to small businesses, school-aged children, and the American family with crippling lockdown restrictions and closures when we're entering a time of year when travel, family time, togetherness, and the, important of the, American, the importance of the American consumer should be peaking. To the casual news follower, the images and news stories that you see each day on the television should be terrifying to the point that is, being, is that you're being threatened with imminent death. While in reality, the only thing that's being threatened right now is the American way of life as we know it, and as the Founding Fathers intended it to be. We as, a, we as a nation right now are at a breaking point. There is no going back, and a majority of the country, most specifically the suburban and middle class, is slowly being herded towards a cliff. And even though I thought I can go on and on about Cuomo, Whitmer, Wolf, Murphy, and Gavin Newsom, simply speaking about it changes nothing. Earlier in the week, Nancy Pelosi weighed in during her weekly press conference and alluded to the fact that she's purposely held off another round of stimulus checks and COVID relief packages, and I'm quoting now, because we have a new president, end quote. You heard that correctly. Nancy Pelosi didn't push or even try to get a legitimate COVID relief package passed because she hates Donald Trump and therefore hates those who support him, especially since the majority of the president's supporters are representatives from the middle class, those who in the Democratic elite and progressive left want to destroy, and they're doing just that. Now that Donald Trump has suggested on multiple occasions that if the House and Senate could not agree on COVID relief packages, that he would gladly sign standalone aspects of the relief bills protecting unemployment, payroll stopgaps, and handing struggling Americans another stimulus check at a time of the year, the holidays, when Americans probably need it the most. 
which brings us to the real root of the problem here and encompasses all of this and brings it home for the listener to be then informed. Establishment Republicans, the rhinos in both the House and the Senate, are just as much to blame as all of the bad governors and Nancy Pelosi's are for the current state of American politics. Looking past COVID and in reference to the 2020 presidential election, we're at a crossroads as a nation right now, torn between what always was and what we're starting to see. A month ago, you would have been labeled a conspiracy theorist if you made claims that the presidential election was rigged and stolen, maybe justifiably so, as the evidence was yet, evidence was yet to surface or present itself in the physical form. Regardless of whether Joe Biden ran the worst campaign in the history of modern politics, or whether he received the most votes in the history of the American electorate, regardless that he underperformed Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton's election numbers in every major city except Detroit, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, or Atlanta, while winning a record low amount of countries nationwide, regardless of whether or not Joe Biden lost 18 of 19 bellwether counties in three out of three bellwether states and was able to turn two historically red states, Georgia and Arizona, blue, we were told that this was the safest and most secure and legitimate election ever. The leaders of the Republican Party have passed the buck. They've moved the goalposts and overall been non-existent over the course of the last month or so. Now, and to me, this is almost as egregious as an act comparable to how the left and the media treated Donald Trump over the course of the last four years. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has stated, the Electoral College will decide who in fact won the presidential election. And although this statement is weighted in truth, it is in the ringing endorsement that someone who has benefited from a total redefinition of the Republican Party since Donald Trump took the White House should be saying, it's not enough. Lindsey Graham made calls in early November to election officials in states that are in question about the legitimacy of certifying their votes and that, the, and that narrative was quickly leaked to the media. And since then, Senator Graham has been almost absent from the president's news cycle and was able to campaign for him over the finish line in November as well. Tom Cotton has been out campaigning, just not in Arkansas and for Trump re-election, but probing a possible 2024 bid, has safely stated that he'd like to see where the legal process takes this allegation and claims of widespread voter fraud and irregularities, but stopped short of saying anything more. Minority Leader McCarthy has time and time again refused to go on the record regarding the results of the election, and even the Republicans' newest conservative sweetheart, Dan Crenshaw, has been surprisingly absent, even to the point where he was recently called out on Twitter by a newly elected Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor. Crenshaw tweeted earlier last Friday that Republicans would accept the outcome of a fair vote, but added it should not be bipartisan to suggest an investigation into the 2020 elections amid allegations of irregularities. Green, however, jumped on his comments and cast them as capulating the Democrats. I'm quoting now, the time to stand up for real Donald Trump is right now. Republicans can't back down, Green tweeted. This loser mindset is how the Democrats will win. President Trump has fought for us and we have to fight for him. We won't forget, trust me. Shortly afterwards, Crenshaw called out Green on Twitter for apparently missing his call to back the president's investigation efforts. Quoting from Crenshaw's Twitter, did you even read past the first sentence of my tweet or are you just purposely lying so you can talk tough, Crenshaw tweeted in response. No one ever said give up. I said literally to investigate every irregularity and use the courts. You're a member of Congress now, Marjorie. Act like it. The distancing for fear of political suicide and infighting within the Republican Party right now is real. It's as real as the war going on within the Democrats between the establishment liberals and the progressive left, and it should scare everyone. But what does this all mean? We're seeing that the establishment on both the right and the left start coming, up, coming to terms with life after President Trump 
and their long-standing lobbyist ties are starting to rear their ugly heads again. Are we in for a surprise? If the GOP is going to pull off a presidential buzzer beater and not award their electoral votes to Joe Biden, which would set the presidential election in overtime and would seal a victory for Trump in the House of Representatives, is yet to be determined. Yesterday, Senator Ted Cruz stated publicly that he is ready, willing, and able to take the Trump administration lawsuit to the Supreme Court. Pennsylvania is the keystone that will still, although still too early to tell, with soft dates leading up to the constitutional deadline of January 20th, 2021. The state of Texas as a whole was docketed today by the Supreme Court to hear a suit that the states of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin violated their local constitutions and that their electoral results should therefore be invalid. So what does that mean? It's still too early to tell. But one thing for sure, one thing is for sure, however, Trump is gaining momentum. The clock is ticking and running out. And right now, at this moment in history, is when we will see who all the new revolutionary heroes are and American patriots are going forward. That was great. Very nice. You gotta love Danny Crenshaw. But do you? I do. I don't love anybody anymore. And making fun of uh, some of these four other people at this table yesterday was good. Well, here's the thing about Dan Crenshaw. They're all, and it goes to what all the people that we mentioned in the cold open, the establishment Republicans, and he's quickly becoming one of them. I mean, he's making commercials, and he's getting a lot of FaceTime and legacy media. commercials. Right, but, but Marjorie Green called him out because she said saying, let's let the courts decide what's going to happen is not enough. Yeah. How about let's let the courts decide what's going to happen and tell us how you feel about it, mm-hmm. you know? Go out and, and, and take a risk. You're going to be in office regardless. You, you really think you're going to lose your campaign, you know, two years from now when he's up for re-election because he says he thinks Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election? I sure as heck don't. Yeah. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a pretty legitimate and deep fan base, but he leaves them uninformed not to go to the extents that he needs to, to stand up for this president if that's what he believes in. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just so crazy right now. He's getting hit on, you know, a bunch of different stuff, though, too, so I think he's being more cautious. Cautious, probably, yeah. Like, he, the stuff about, like, the red flag laws and stuff like that, that he didn't just, you know, blatantly come out as against. Mm-hmm. Well, the ship posters on the internet were making that four-panel meme of him a couple weeks ago where the first panel is Dan Crenshaw, and by the time you get to the fourth one, he's turned into John McCain. Yeah. And he actually <laughs> called out some shit posters for that one, because, but it's it's starting to be true. Yeah. You know what? There's never been an immigration bill that the Democrats have tried to pass that Dan Crenshaw won't put his name on. That raises some red flags, especially since he's from a border state. Yeah. Yes. The hard part is, and and I get you got to give respect to him, because he served the country, right? He's a Navy SEAL. Lost his eye. But a lot of people use that and you see a lot of SEALs coming out who fought and did amazing things for our country, stuff that we can never repay, and they use that as a crutch to run for office. And not saying that this is why Dan Crenshaw is such a big fan base, but a lot of times that's kind of the reason these guys do is because they're warriors. But that doesn't necessarily transcend into politics, you know? Well, sometimes it does. I mean, would you rather a politician be making decisions about war who's never been a part of it or would you rather somebody that has some legitimate boots on the ground experience for sure have somebody that has someone that's murdered somebody yeah maybe i mean (laughs) how many years of peace have we had again four 
How many troops have we pulled out a in lot. the last four years? A lot. A lot. More than any Democratic president, because mm-hmm. they've all started wars. Mm-hmm. Never pull out. <laughs> That's why you got three kids. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> um, Facts. It's just hard sometimes because you want to respect people because of what they've done for our country. And I think sometimes we give them too much of the benefit of the doubt. But you're right now saying that, you know, people that make the decisions as far as legislature goes, having someone that's fought for this country that's done stuff that we'll never understand at some point, you know, civilians, um, that, in my opinion, holds a lot of weight Yeah. when I hear them talking about legislation, especially when it comes to war and, you know, budgeting things with military and things like that, because... They were on the front lines. They lived through that. They, you know, that's that was their job. Yeah. So getting back to those Republicans, I mean, you have the usuals: Doug Collins, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Devin Nunez, Louis Gomer, um, Andy Biggs, Alex Mooney. Those are the guys who, you know, have been going out and saying that this election, to this point, is not legitimate, and you know. We need to support the president in all of his efforts to uh, legally claim what, I mean, this show feels rightfully his, is that he won a landslide election. You know, you have uh, a poll that was taken this week out of 245 congressional Republicans, only 27 of them to this point have gone on the record to say that Joe Biden legitimately won this election. Well, that's what the Texas lawsuit is about. Mm -hmm. Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin are being sued by Texas for holding unconstitutional elections. And the reason they can sue the other states for it is because it directly affects Texas and how they run their state. Sure. Which is, and we talk about this like week after week, but what's mind blowing is the amount of evidence that comes week after week. And I mean, recently, since last week, we had the chick. Feels like some more evidence. Yeah, apparently we're Pearl Harbor is coming. Um, They're listening. But the chick with the suitcases, like there's hard evidence that's literally been leaked all over the internet. And we talked about last week that liberal people will still look at that and go, oh, that can't be what that is. Well, all it takes for them is just somebody that they trust to say, no, that's not what was happening. That's not what you saw. The lady. These are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) The lady with the suitcase is a mother, and she was like a poll register. So when you go and you want to register to vote, she's the one that like registers you in. Why is she there counting votes? Yeah. She's not a part of that. And then guess who her direct supervisor was? I don't want to know. Her daughter. Fantastic. So how are you going to supervise someone? Let's say you're the supervisor at like Walmart and your fucking brother or mom is stealing money from the cash register. First of all, you both work at Walmart. No offense. You're not going to stop your mom from stealing the money. Kind of like Walmart. I love Walmart. I don't not like Walmart. But There's nothing more American than Walmart. So the mother, China. who was the the poll worker that would sign people up, she posted a video on Instagram Live of her going into her booth where she's supposed to sign people up, and the guy brings like 900 or 600 mail-in voter ballots with no return addresses or anything like that on them. And she's in a cubicle like an office cubicle with no one around her, no Republican poll counter verif- verifiers. No she, she, actually, she actually put videos on Instagram last week that she had done her duty to secure the election because she was so 
negatively moved by the fact that there were so many African Americans voting for Donald Trump in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, the videos have now been deleted, but they're on social media, everybody else. I, I've reposted them several times. But yeah. how many times are you gonna tune into MSNBC and find that video of her? Well, MSNBC, Joe Biden won 50 states, so. What do they have to talk about over he there? He won 51 yeah. states. Yeah. They can't talk about coronavirus if, if they're still talking about the election, old news. So. Good point. Oh, man. But that's, you know, that kind of goes with, you know, there's so many of these just single area actors that are yeah. doing their part to secure the election that I think that's what skewed the whole thing. Like, that's what that's what jacked up the numbers to the point where they're like, oh, shit, this is, it doesn't even look real anymore. I do believe the theory that, that Trump was breaking the algorithm. Yeah. Algorithm? Algorithm. 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 Well, algorithm. Like we said on last week on the podcast, they Creator went to, the internet. they went to plan B, right? It's an inconvenient pronunciation. Right. Not the day after <laughs> plan B, but kind of the same. So I for sure, I believe that too. And that's what Sidney Powell was saying. Oh, we'll get to, the, don't worry, we'll get yeah. to Sydney Powell. Do we have a pow button yet? We don't. Pow. 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 It's terrible. Terrible. Give her more respect than that. Um, hey, you know what I've pow? noticed? <laughs> now that she's on TV a whole lot more, she is like the queen of cheetah print, huh? Oh. Or is it giraffe print? She either got like a, a neck gaiter or a turtleneck or a trench coat. Mm. Yeah, or something. It's always got cheetah print on Certainly. it. Well, hopefully PETA yeah. sends her some cease oh, and desist letters. Here it comes. Absolutely Don't not. Don't give many ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, but she was saying, that was her theory, right? That Trump, so many votes were coming in that he broke the algorithm and then it, they freaked out. I'm not going to call system. it a theory because I feel like whatever she says is facts. Yeah. I feel like she's really far ahead of the game right now. She's explained it in extent. There's two different kinds of legal cases going on. There's the ones that we can win immediately based off of violations of the Constitution, and there's ones that include the entire legal process that end with jail time and or hopefully Gitmo. Um, Gitmo, mm. Gitmo, Gitmo. So, well, you want to know what's even more important than the uh, constitutional crisis we're f having right now in regards to the election? It's the fact that there was a Trump rally over the weekend. And I think everyone was excited about that. It's it was of, packed. It was packed. I but didn't go because I was here, but I would have. I also did not Where was go. it? It was in... Uh, Georgia. It was in good old... Valdesta, Georgia. Oh, full yeah. of peaches. If you've never Beautiful been there, peaches. full of patriots, you mean? Never been there. So, never even heard of it. No. But Trump has, and he was getting down. Well, they got to figure out My a place live there. where they could pack in everybody and land Air Force One. Did he do the uh, the Trump dance again? He did all the dances. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What was his main message? Break it down. Well, here's the thing. That's it's funny that you mentioned that because over the course of last week, there were several establishment Republicans, including Vice President Mike Pence. Well, I'm going to call an establishment Republican mm -hmm. that went on the record saying that the whole fact of the matter was Donald Trump wasn't having a campaign rally or a victory rally. He was going to have a rally for the two congressional seats that are up in, in Georgia for Kelly Loeffler and uh, Mr. Purdue. And every single person that went around the legacy media, you know, talk show shows went out and said that they didn't think that Donald Trump was going to be really calling the election into question. He wasn't going to be talking about voter fraud. But the good part about Donald Trump uh, assuring all of the establishment Republicans that he wasn't going to go down to Georgia and make a big stink about the election was is that he got on a fucking plane and did exactly the opposite. He went down to Georgia and made a big stink about it. We got a lot of audio clips from the, uh, 
the rally that he had on Saturday night, and let's get right into it. than any sitting president in history, 11 million more votes than we got in 2016. And we thought that if we could get 68 million, 67 million, that would be the end. All of our great, brilliant geniuses said, uh, you'd win if you get 67 or 68, it's over. We got 74 million plus, and they're trying to convince us that we lost. We didn't lose. They found a lot of ballots <laughs> to be nice about it and they got rid of some too the 74 let me tell you the 74 could have been even higher as the great pollster john mclaughlin who's really uh, a great pollster one of the most highly respected he said there's no way this could have happened other than the obvious cheating or a rigged election there's no way you must go vote and vote early starting december 14th you have to do it they cheated and they rigged our presidential election but we will still win it these people want to go further than socialism. They want to go into a communistic form of government, and I have no doubt about it. Uh, it's interesting. I wrote this out, and I had just a few of the facts, which I think, because I want to get onto the presidentials. I want to, I want to stay on presidential, but I got to get to these two because they're. Incredible. But listen to this. These are the facts, and each fact is like irrefutable, and it, it means win. President Trump received, done by one of the most brilliant political people, President Trump received more votes than any previous incumbent president in history. And we lost. One of five incumbents since 1912 to receive more than 90% of the primary vote. And again, anybody received over 75%, they won. We won, we got 94%. President Trump set a record for the most primary votes ever received by an incumbent, ever. And nobody that's received all of the primary votes, nobody's received at a much lesser level than what we, they always won. But we didn't according to what they say. It's rigged, it's a fixed deal. Nationally, initial numbers show that 26% of President Trump's voting share came from non-white voters. The highest percentage for a GOP presidential candidate You know, to Bellwether County, it's a big deal. So I won 18 of 19, a record, never happened, that between 1980 and 2016 voted for the eventual president in every single election. And before that, it was almost every election. And we won a record, 18 of 19, never lost. Nobody's ever lost with anything like that. Biden did not demonstrate coattails for the down-ballot races. Had no coattails, I'm shocked to hear that. In fact, he got 80 million votes, but when he made a Thanksgiving Day speech on the internet, they say he had less than 1,000 people. How do you have 80 million votes and you have 1,000 people? Now, how first time this has ever happened. Control of the Senate, winning all 27 toss-up races in the House. Kevin McCarthy, great job, Mitch, great job. Winning all 27 toss-up races in the House. Think of it. We didn't lose a seat in the House. Think of this. First time that anybody, I think in history, we didn't lose one seat. Normally you lose two, three, five, and you replace. We lost nobody sitting in Congress. I worked hard in the House with Kevin McCarthy. Not losing a single legislative chamber 
and making big gains at the state level and holding on to the Senate. I mean, look at what's happened. We better hold on to the Senate, you too. President Trump won. President Trump won, as we said, both in Florida and in Ohio. And no, and by the way, won by a lot. Remember, you know, remember, remember the fake polls where they said he's down by four in Florida and won by a lot. He's down by two in Ohio and we won. I think we got eight or nine or something up. No, but nobody's ever done that. Those two very powerful, big, important states. And the beauty is that we also won Georgia and that was good. And we won South Carolina and we won Iowa, remember? We're not going to win in Iowa, they said. We're not going to win. I think the farmers like Trump a lot, right? Well, we won in Iowa by a lot. And there you go. That's just part of the opening. Um, speech went about, or the rally, close to two hours. Um, Trump did exactly what establishment Republicans told the media all week that he wasn't going to do. And that, that was going rail against um, the election results, uh, the legitimacy of the uh, outcome of the election, and uh, Republicans and Democrats on both sides. Democrats were cheating and Republicans were not doing anything. So there was a uh, brief time during that rally, I believe it encompassed all of two minutes, where he brought Purdue and Loeffler on <laughs> stage. And during that time, I'm going to play a little excerpt from it right now, um, while the congressional candidates for the Republican Party took the mic, thanked the crowd, and thanked President Trump, you couldn't even fucking hear them because... It was going so wild. Exactly. It wasn't even going so wild. Something that's been going on, in addition to Stop the Steal, is Fight for Trump. And it was part of what went into this show's cold open, but also it's the real pulse of the true conservatives and patriots in, in the United States right now. They really want to see people stand up for the president because we all know based off the statistics some of the ones that we've been covering on the show for the last couple episodes now and that president trump regurgitated during his rally on saturday um you know everybody wants done so here's a little clip of uh donald trump trying to introduce lawful and purdue uh from the rally in georgia this weekend Do you think anybody gives a shit about those congressional seats right now um, in regards to looking down the road to January 2nd when the election's still up in, in the air? I, I, those people no. don't. And, and it wasn't like there was a couple hundred people there. There were tens of thousands of people there. Anyone that watched it, they got a good couple panoramics from, you know, the cherry pickers and, and, and Dan Scavino is always good to get some, uh, I don't know if it's drone footage or what, but he gets some good aerial shots and... You know, the fact of the matter is the people could care less about those congressional seats right now. Uh, they want this president over the finish line. They feel like they were cheated, in addition to him being cheated. And, uh, you know, they really let those congressional candidates hear it. So I know Loeffler and Purdue have been supporters of the president, but the people in Georgia right now want to see more before they actually go out and vote for them on January 2nd. So what do you think, and, and the evidence that this show produces every week is real, is valid, it's, it's as real as it gets. What do you think the odds are that all this stuff actually gets the light of day in court? And do you think Trump 
we'll get another four years. Obviously, we believe everybody here knows this election was rigged, and I think you'd be naive to to think anything otherwise. To think yeah. anything, anything otherwise, but with the amount of corruption in the government and in the vast majority of corruption, do you think that this can get overturned? And do you think we will see four years of Trump, or do you think we'll see four years of Biden? Let's go. I want to know. Let's go around the table. I feel like on January 20th, 2020 at noon, there's going to be one of two things. This is going to be so tied up that we will be in a constitutional crisis and no one will be voted in at that time due to the fact that we'll be stuck in the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. or Donald Trump will be. Those are the only two options. And to top that question off, we'll go around real quick and we'll share. What caliber... Will you defend your home with? <laughs> five, five, six. Um, Hollow point, green tip. What do you got? Green tip. <laughs> Come on. I lost all my guns in a boating accident. Yeah, I have nothing. It's so weird. Rocks and sticks, right? Yeah. Brady, what do you caliber think? hollow point. Four more years of Trump, or do you think Biden's gonna pull this off? Uh, I pray four more years of Trump, but uh, after seeing what happened to Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning. And all the other people that have warned about the corruption that comes from the top intelligence communities, I think they've already decided who they want, and it's really up to them if they let this all come to fruition. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. That's my fear, too, is that, like I said, we present evidence every week on this show, and it's evidence that's on YouTube, it's on the Internet, it's on social media, and we can produce all the evidence we want, all the evidence that's out there can come out to the mass media, to the public. But at the end of the day, like Raiden said, it's almost that the powers of B control this whole conspiracy of stuff. And it's it's kind of hard to, you want to have hope because if justice is served, obviously Biden's going to lose. People are going to go to prison for what is going on. We got to figure out who's captaining this ship. Oh, I know who's captaining this ship. Is it George Soros? Pretty close. And you want to know what? I have some audio to back that up. In between our commentary right now, you know, Donald Trump went on to rail against everybody from the mainstream media to establishment Republicans and Democrats. But at the end of the day, it's like we've always talked about. And we say it over and over again on this show when I'm quoting the president. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way. And he ended his rally extremely passionately, usually more than than most, because He'll get into the ways we make America great again, and that's how he ends the rally. YMCA starts to start playing, and you know he'll do a little dance. But um, even before that, he really got into the fact that uh, you know he he is not going to stop fighting for us no matter what. And uh, got a little clip of it right here. Starting December 14th, you have to do it. They cheated and they rigged our presidential election, but we will still win it. We will still win it. We'll still win it. And they're going to try and rig this election, too. The the crowd has pretty much just had it at this point to where he gets into this. You will not yield. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. Because we are Americans, and our hearts bleed red 
at that point of the rally, he went into the whole, you know, we will make America great again. Well, there's so much passion to it. Like, if you think he's reading off a teleprompter at that point... He's not. You're joking. No, he's not. Because there's so much passion and and just love for the country in that. Um, Noah, what do you think? You think four more years of Trump? Or do you think Biden's going to pull this off with the corruption? Well, he... Raiden makes a good point with the intelligence community and, you know, whether or not people are going to go to jail for this. And that's really the thing that is going to be the tipping point because there's going to be so many people that stand to lose if he actually does manage to overcome all of this. The funny thing is is that those people have nothing to do with the American public. Yeah, but at the same time... It's all personal. At the same time, their tentacles go throughout government. Because, I mean, another four years of Trump would, would... would mean a lot of things. It would be even more of his loyalists, possibly family members, in as heads of government agencies. You're talking about Mike Flynn directing either the FBI or the CIA, legitimately. Well, they need to revamp that whole. <coughs> Don't say too loud. <laughs> Remember having a JFK. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying that the, Trump- only th- the only thing that got splintered into a thousand pieces is his fucking head. So what you're saying is if Trump wins again, he's going to plant his seed basically in the U.S. government with his family. And that's probably what a lot of the leftists are afraid of. Well, it's not even his family, too. It's a lot of loyalists. You saw that uh, people at the Pentagon and at the Department of Defense have been removed and replaced with Trump loyalists over the last couple weeks. All of the uh, elite units like the Navy SEALs and Delta Force now report directly to them who report directly to Trump. So the chain of command has been completely broken and it goes from Good. those units to the head of the Department of Defense and then right to Donald Trump. Donald Trump. There's no in-between anymore. That's I, don't, great. I don't know no. if I would necessarily just call them loyalists, but maybe just people that have the same best interest oh. for the country in mind. Right. Versus I think the word is maybe not Trump so much Republican. that it's just him, but... That this is the this is what needs to happen to save the country. Yeah. Yeah. Dakota, what do you think? Four more years of Trump, or do you think Biden's gonna pull this off? Honest assessment. <clears throat> I'm super skeptical. You just you just listened to about five good minutes of hardcore rally. I'm still super skeptical. I don't know what the process is from here. I've seen Republican. Oh, we're gonna get into that. Court justices, Don't you worry about it. Uh, say there's no fight in the Supreme Court or the Supreme Court is not for it because they're trying to not politicize the Supreme Court by politicizing it. So I still think it's going to go towards Biden in the end, but the big thing here is uh, we're not we're not loyalists to Trump. We're not Trump Republicans. We're just conservatives with like ideas that we believe in wholeheartedly. So it's funny, that, it's funny that you bring up Richard Jewell because Everyone's talking about, you brought it up, you brought it up, Dakota, Raiden, Noah, the FBI, the CIA, DNI, all those fucking assholes. You know, you have two of the biggest high-powered federal attorneys ever to work the Hill representing Trump cases throughout the country, and that's Lynn Wood. Remember, federal agents tried to frame Richard Jewell in the Atlanta bombing, Mm -hmm. okay? And then we all know what they did to Michael Flynn. And, uh... Both Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood have W's versus these intelligent agencies. So, in, in regards to exposing their corruption and pulling the, you know, curtain off of from behind the uh, people who were really orchestrating these things instead of the people that they accused of doing them. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say in regards to that show? So, anyway, it, I felt like the show did a disservice, but it, it shows to what extent the FBI had the audacity to 
um, frame this man. Mm-hmm. He was a hero. Yeah, but he saved lives. He, he did, but the FBI. He weighed about five hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, poor guy. Rest in peace. Yep. Um, it. He was thick. Yeah. It's really sad that instead of just uh, accepting to be wrong, they they had to prove themselves that they were right, and I think that if you look at you know, the, there was a leaked memo in regards recently with the CIA, and it, it said something to the extent of, hey, the, the Western allies of Europe are getting bored with war, and we need to bring it more into a culture-like setting and distract the American people. And to that extent, we should put Barack in office. Something to that extent. Don't paraphrase me. I, don't quote me on that, but no, uh, I don't hate that theory. I think there's but, a lot of truth to that. But but that came out. So you figure that came out. Um, the leaked memos in regards how there was no weapons of mass destruction over there. There was the Democrats are blocking bringing out troops from Afghanistan, yep. and you also look at um, like if you read Edward Snowden's book, Permanent Record. <coughs> I mean, there's treasonous crimes going on and it all points back to it's it's people in high government positions that aren't on television but control the the narrative and the power so even though all of this information will come about just like there was plenty of information about how um, whatever crimes were committed in the past that the evidence was overwhelming but because they control the power, absolutely. Don't expect that even if we get mounds and mounds of evidence that the people in power are not going to uh, seize seize it, or I'm sorry, relinquish it to uh, the desire of the American people. Because to my knowledge, it hasn't happened to date in our lifetime where they've said, you know what, this isn't right, let's fix it. It's always been well, a cover up. Yeah. A big cover up. Let's just distract you with the, the newest story. I mean, what kills me is Jeffrey Epstein's situation was really starting to uh, uh, develop. And, you know, it was like, okay, you know, Eric Weinstein interviewed Jeffrey Epstein and said, this guy knows nothing about finances. He's definitely not a hedge fund manager. Netflix comes out with a show, and then all of a sudden, the story is buried under COVID. Now, not trying to sound like Alex Jones, but if you were to decide, hey, how do you beat a president who has great jobs, very likable personality, and is doing an awesome job? There's only a few avenues to get rid of him and to get rid of Jeffrey Epstein. And I think a lot of people need to go back to, you know, what really happened there. Because this man was a multi-billionaire with uh, connections that even the most powerful people in this country don't have. And yet he was completely protected. So, I mean, even though we, we might find the evidence here and here and now, but the reason why I won't dive too much into politics because you won't see the forest through the trees if you're on the wrong planet. Because, mm. you, you know, you, you can't forget that even though this evidence comes about, it's really up to the powers that be that decide, uh, do you allow this or not? Such as like Dominion voting systems, right? It would, to my knowledge, it was used and rigged in Venezuela, and Hugo Chavez ended up winning that vote, not because he won, but because that's what the higher powers be wanted. And it doesn't matter if you have overwhelming evidence. So, 
just everyone remember that don't get frustrated you know i mean and that's the scary part yeah. like we've been preaching to the choir because all of our listeners have there's one that one douchebag who gave us, and it's not a three star rating. I looked it up; it's a one star rating. Oh, motherfucker! Oh. We are gonna find we're gonna you. Find that guy. Yeah. You know what? Person that gave us a one star rating, do me a favor: comment your handle, and I will I will give you some props on our Instagram page for sure. Yeah. How? Yeah. You know what? You may have how, won the signed Trump hat. There you go. Yeah. How so dare you? Just do me a favor. Release your handle, and we'll 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 get in touch with you through our. Uh, through our business email and see if we can't get your mailing address. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, and post your home address. See how well that we'll goes. We'll find your home address, trust No, me. we can't dox. <laughs> but we weren't going to dox. We were going to send him the Trump hat. Signed what, Trump hat. To what Raiden was saying, and that's, that's my fear, is there's no doubt this was rigged. No doubt. There that, was fraud. The, an, to an unbelievable amount, to a, an amount that I hope we never see again in this country. And even the left... Civilians should be concerned that this was rigged. Right? Well, we, we've talked about how they have been in years past with, you know, Elizabeth Warren and her little Escapade. gang of five constituents that went out in 2019 and railed on the Dominion voting systems. And that's the the concerning part is there can be as much evidence as they can dig up if the powers that be shield that, and and you, it's just a crazy situation that we're in because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. I think and the, the people that rigged this have so much power, so much influence that we can stream 24-7 evidence after evidence after evidence, and it could still not do anything yeah. because the powers that be have control of that. But what I think the only benefit would come out of that is that the patriots on the right and the real you know, red-blooded Americans are going to stand up. That's going to be... You know, people keep talking about the Civil War happening. It's not going to be between Black Lives Matter and Tifa and right-wing Trump supporters. It's going to be between the global elite on the left and really the people who the are going to stand public. up. The general public. And, you know, there's always memes going around and, and Facebook jokes about, you know, the left's going to poke the beehive of the red-blooded Americans, the blue-collar, gun-toting people that don't want to be bothered. And that's a majority of, I think, we're you know, the Republicans are at in this country is people, you know, construction guys, people that work in the oil rigs, people that are in law enforcement have been silent on social media and um, maybe they don't even have a social media presence and they're just frustrated. And the left is going to get to a point where they keep poking that bear and that beehive and it's going to become a point where it's like, okay, you're going to awaken a beast of half of this country who is, you know, Second Amendment freaks and people that have ammo for days. So it's like, if you want to start a civil war, it's it's not going to end well. Well, and every day all this nonsense goes on. They're creating more people that maybe they were undecided. Maybe they were just like, ah, oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But now they're like, okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. They're, they're not doing themselves. They're doing themselves a disservice by this because they're in the end, they're pointing more people towards probably the right, if anything. And now that the corruption is obvious coming from the left. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Raiden, where I hate to say it, but there's enough evidence to obviously overturn this. Hopefully the Supreme Court um, do, does its due diligence. And um, if it comes to it, I'll defend my house with some 308, 556, <laughs> and 223, both green tip. I thought you lost all that in the boating accident. I'll also put um, <clears throat> kerosene in my sprinklers. 
So we'll let it rip. I already got Thunderstruck queued on my Bluetooth surround uh, system. Front facing the enemy. Claymore Roomba. If someone breaks in, it's just going to be... I'm going to hit the power of my house, except for my stereo, and it's going to be Thunderstruck. Not fortunate, son? Mm. That's if you have a helicopter. Yeah, that's if you're a Vietnam... I wasn't around then. I don't hate the immigrant song either for uh, defending your house song either. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah, because you want to know what? You could just hook up some uh, some strobe bulbs to like your kitchen chandelier and then just, you know, when you know it's getting close, <laughs> you unscrew the regular ones and turn on the strobes and hit immigrant sun and there's no better way to freaking or defend, hell's, defend hell's, your property. Hell's bells would probably put some the fear of God in some people. They hit the front door like Harry from uh, Home Alone with a crowbar. <laughs> And then everything goes dark, and you just hear thunder. Wow, wow, and then just wow, wow. a rack of an AR. So I think we've gone, how, how long are we into the show right now? An hour. We're about an hour. We're about an hour into the show, and I think we've done everyone who's listening right now an extreme disservice by not playing any audio of Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. 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 So Sydney Powell was on the Salcedo show last night on Newsmax, and she did a brief interview in regards to uh, some of the cases that are going on right now in three states, specifically Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, and how they're all steamrolling towards the uh, Supreme Court. And right now we're going to play some audio from her and give her some airtime, and that's going to be 14. I'm sorry I missed that. Will you be in the Supreme Court tomorrow? You said emergency relief. Does that entail you going there? How's that going to actually work? Uh, that's going to work as fast as we can humanly make it work. It may not be tomorrow, but we also have a case out of Michigan that needs to go, a case out of Arizona that may very well wind up there. There should be at least three states before the Supreme Court with enough electoral votes to change the outcome before the end of the week. Sydney. Supreme Court tomorrow so for first, you. So first of all, how fucking dare he cut her off at the orchestra? Right? I was like, what? They're, they're going to a hard commercial I break. I thought that right was there. you fucking up. No, it was. First of all, I cut all of this audio, <laughs> and even though I fuck it up to a point, we, we make sure we get some good clips on this show. But she said as soon as possible in regards to Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania. She's also talking about Michigan and Wisconsin. A lot of those cases are going to be, like we said. They're long play. Short play right now is the actual constitutional violations, and we'll get into that a little bit more uh, later. Um, the Trump legal team has run into a couple speed bumps this week, not in regards to um, the actual cases, but in regards to the people represented them. It turns out that two days ago, Rudy Giuliani was uh, stricken with the China virus. How dare he? I know, right? But he, don't I worry. That. He is recovering well and is, for the most part, asymptomatic. He was revealed during a rapid test and temperature confirmation. However, today it was announced that Jenna Ellis, the also the other head of the two-pronged, you know, uh, Trump legal team, has been stricken with the virus as well. So, um, you know, th they're going through that right now. But I think. The fact of the matter is is that they've gone through enough of these. Uh, there were some official ones. We had one in Virginia. We had one in Atlanta, Michigan, and Wisconsin, where the actual state houses had hearings, heard witnesses, saw affidavits. There was a lot of going back and forth between, you know, people who represent the state asking the people if they were fucking lying, and then the people who were giving their testimony saying, well, I signed an affidavit, did you? There was a lot of that going on last week. There was, you know, there was tons of clips. I could have pulled them, but... 
it, it's all the same going back and forth. I think the um, how many affidavits are we at now? We're close. To, there are several hundred. And what? Just for our listeners, what is the punishment if you lie on an affidavit? Uh, perjury in jail. Wow. Perjury is like the gnarliest thing. Get charged with. Do you think the DNC will let that happen with the amount of money that they've already pumped into this corrupt election or fraud election? Do you think they'll let the people that they paid originally? It's good. Bite the bush. Mm. I think a lot of these people, like, I if think you a lot take, of these people are acting on their own. Okay, here's the thing. Let's look at a couple of historic. Now, Donald Trump, in addition to this show, has outlined all of the intangibles uh, about Joe Biden winning this presidency. One of the stat statisticians who are involved in this Texas lawsuit that came forth today that we're going to get into a little bit said, this guy's a math expert, the probability of Joe Biden winning this election based off all the data that's available now and all the data that we covered, the bellwether states, the Republican primaries, the amount of people that come out, Trump winning the sub-demographics, this, that, and the other thing, are one in a quadrillion. I didn't even know that was a real fucking number, but apparently it is, and this guy said it. I'm going to uh, look from the article. Former Harvard and current USC statistician determines that the possibility of Joe Biden winning these states of Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin are basically statistically impossible. Um, they reported on this case this morning, and some of that information is going to be included in the lawsuit that was filed today. Uh, the state of Texas first, the state of Michigan, the state of Pennsylvania, the state of Arizona, and the state of Georgia, uh, which claims that those states violated the Constitution of the United States with free-for-all mail-in balloting. We don't need to go over the specifics of that. We've covered it. Anybody listening to the show knows what it means. You don't need a fucking signature. You don't need a fucking envelope. Doesn't matter if your ballot's Xerox. You send that shit in. You might as well take your penis and <laughs> rub it in stamp oil and put it on the fucking signature. As long as that dot says Joe fucking Biden, that ballot's being counted in any state. That's how I sign all my ballots. Right, exactly. It the doesn't matter print. if it's red all the way down the line. Right. And, then and Joe Biden. For Biden. Right, exactly. Count that shit. As a matter of fact, run through the minion machines four, yeah. five, maybe six times. Yeah, three did times. Did I read? I think it didn't. Let's, so, uh, let's run it through 20 times. I don't times. understand the how... Run it through three I don't times understand how there's camera. not something built in where you can't run the same ballot because they're... They're not, they're that's numbered. a good point you made. However, I did see in one of those things, uh, Suitcase Gate, the one that's going on in Atlanta, Georgia right yeah, now. she ran the same pile like three times. Because they taped over the fucking serial numbers that go through the machine. Oh. Man, that's like, remember in high school when you'd get a Scantron? Yeah. And you'd and get you'd... a tube of chapstick and run it over the... Uh... Yeah, well, chapstick? We did. I never did that. Me Pencil. as a teacher knows that you black out the yeah, Scantron to mm-hmm. do the grades. So the master one that you run through the machine, you mm-hmm. black out the number so it doesn't count towards everything. So then mm-hmm. when you put them in... Either you hear the machine gun noise, try again later, you failed. Or, <laughs> not too many noises, good job, you passed. Apparently, there was a lot of machine gun noises for any Donald Trump vote. <laughs> <laughs> were, were thrown in the garbage. There but, were but, plenty but, of ways so. to beat the Scantron. And, I mean, how long has this contract been available for Dominion? It's not like they won it the night before election, so there were plenty of times to... I mean, they've been sliming around the United States for like the last 20 years, but it's pretty much since the 2015 election that they really started winning no-bid contracts to be the only machine that are used in elections in a lot of states and things of that nature. My, my point is, though, is that there's plenty of time with them to figure out how to get away with tampering with 
the ballots that are valid and the ballots that aren't valid to get them count as votes. Yeah, especially since they're a left organ. I mean, like you said, they're going to know every trick in the book to combat this, to trick it. I mean, it's not going to be a quarterbacking the night of the election. How do if, we rig if there's this? A physical it was a way, if there's a physical way to trick the ballot, like the tape, you can remove the tape from the ballot and now you don't have any problems. Right. There's no but then your numbers of, aren't going to match what you, you had previously. You, you do able, a recount, though. Well, here's the thing. You'd be able to see those ballots if there was Republican oversiders during the fucking election, which there wasn't either. Yeah. If they so, were and they weren't they 100 yards away. There was away. a flood. Right. So get, flood. Getting, getting back to this article where it talks about the statistical chances of uh, you know Joe Biden winning the election in these four states. He's currently the deputy director of the Energy and Environmental Policy Center at Harvard University's John Kennedy School of Government, and he received his Ph.D., in economics from Rutgers University. And according to this doctor, Dr. Cicchetti, another Italian, it's always Italian people that are coming yeah. out of the woodworks to fucking blow the whistle on Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm so glad. Come on. Um, his calculations show the probability of Joe Biden winning the popular vote in four states independently, given Donald Trump's early lead in those states as of 3 a.m. on election night is less than one in a quadrillion. His analysis calculates that Joe Biden, for him to win all those states collectively, the odds of that happening decrease to less than one in one quadrillion to the fourth fucking power over the course of that time. And this analysis is by a world-respected statistician is shocking and it agrees with the fact that we have previously reported on this show and in the media. The The results of these elections in these states and others were basically statistically impossible. And that's all I got on that one. Yeah, that's the that's. The I mean, that's too many like people. Breaking, yeah, that's what that's one of the legal experts that's going to be presenting this case in regards to Texas v. Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and fucking Georgia to the Supreme Court. So, you know that that that's where we are. Uh, we've talked about the statistical improbability of Joe Biden winning based off all the numbers we've given over the show over the last month plus. Mm-hmm. However, now we have a real fucking. Quantum physics, doctor. Some nerd. Right. All right, so, so let me add to that, right? You, Go ahead. You know the concept of 4D chess, right? Yes. So the first dimension... Wait, bef- can we catch you off real quick? All right. Does anybody believe that Donald Trump has access to a time machine? Yes or fucking no? I do. To a time machine? No. Well, if anybody's going to have access no. to a time machine, it'd be... China. Trump. Right? It's China, bro. Well, here's the thing. Before he gets into that, let me look over a couple more statistics that we haven't covered on the show yet. Are we going to go into a wormhole of conspiracies? Might have to hit the Alex Jones button real quick. Yeah. Like I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you think time travel is possible? All right. Here's some things. This was from today. Speaking of Alex Jones, even though it's being reported in the mainstream media now, InfoWars decided to run with it first. The first meeting of the inaugural committee voted down a resolution today by House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, Democrat of Michigan, or I'm sorry, Democrat of Maryland, on Tuesday, naming a Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden to the level of president-elect, with all three Republican members not mentioned voting against it. After the 3-3 vote, Hoyer issued a statement accusing the GOP of threatening democracy. To the extent which the Republicans are refusing to accept the outcome of the election and recognize Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as our next president and vice president is astounding. Their continued deference to President Trump's post-election temper tantrums threatens our democracy and undermines our faith in the system of elections, Hoyer stated. Um, So here's the thing. They had a pre-committee, pre-committee meeting today because December 8th was one of those 
deadlines that were set up after the Constitution was written that mean absolutely fucking nothing. We've talked about it on the show. December 8th was the day where all the states were supposed to have certified their votes. Governors signed the fucking thing. They send them on to the Electoral College, which means absolutely nothing. I did some research. I listened to, to some lawyers' podcast this week. It was fucking tedious and awful. Okay. You listen to podcasts hosted by lawyers? It, it's pretty fucking bad. Like, my stomach's starting to hurt right now. Maybe the beer? Or it's, the or the fact that uh, I haven't eaten anything today. Or it could be the fact that they're really that awful. I was going to say, Bud Light probably shouldn't hurt your stomach. Per the Constitution, the only fucking date that matters in regards to the election of the next president following a presidential election is noon, January 20th of any year. And that's January it. 20th. So we got, we got time. So electoral college certing, certifying votes on December 14th doesn't mean a fucking thing. All the states, governors, fucking rubber stamping their invalid vote tallies as of today, regardless of legal proceedings going on, means absolutely fucking nothing. There's like another safe harbor date at some time in January, right after the runoff elections. I believe it's January 6th. Nobody gives a fuck about that. In the constitutional sense of meaning anything in regards to the next president. The only thing that matters is when that fucking Bible gets presented and someone who's going to win the next election, spoiler alert, I think it's going to be Donald Trump, on January 20th, and that on 2021, and that will be it. There's nothing else that fucking matters. All of those dates are federal, federally regulated fluff that's been... Just implemented yeah, the years, over the course yeah. of the years. Yeah, keep to, the ball rolling while right. all this shit's going on. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting ask, that at ask, noon. Ask fucking Al Gore what those dates mean. Inconvenient. I got a question. How long? Let's say Biden wins the presidency. How long? How dare, fucking how dare, dare, you. dare you? Hang on. Just how get, long? Get shut your until mouth. the coronavirus just disappears. Wrong. Oh. Coronavirus. Well, here's the thing. So we talked about those dates. I have two more facts. Barack Obama gave up his Senate seat. The week before Thanksgiving, in 2007, when he won the fucking presidential election, Kamala Harris has yet to give up that seat, because once she gives it up, for whatever she wants to fucking do after that, it's not like Trump's going to win a legal battle at the Supreme Court level and they say these four states are invalid, Joe Biden doesn't hit 270, it goes to the House of Representatives, they fucking vote Donald Trump to be the president. It's not like she just gets to go back to her Senate seat. Her Senate seat is then vacated once she She's leaves She's got it. her backup plan but Why the fuck? What if she calls super seat savers? Absolutely fucking not. First of all, so if they won by the most votes in the history of the world and Joe Biden is the fucking master of all presidents, why the fuck hasn't she given up her Senate seat yet? It's a very it's That's a very a important point, point that I've written point. in my notes for the last three shows and I forgot to fucking add because we always go off on tangents about stuff. Well, it's probably the same reason Joe Biden was caught putting all the pressure on his broken foot, stepping onto a curb while he was playing with his dog. So he doesn't have to show up. It's all fake. Did you see that picture? He load bared all of you his fake news. weight on his broken foot getting out of his limo. Oh, I mean, it's those, the same. It's those a joke. Boots are, those boots are pretty burly, like when you got them on. Oh, you mean the, the ankle bracelet? The yeah. ankle monitor? The, ankle monitor. <laughs> the astronaut <laughs> boots? It's just so they can hide the ankle monitor. There's probably a, like a detonator in that thing that's going to blow his leg off and he's going to bleed out. So that, Kamala Harris That's the fact of the matter. Joe Biden's press team is announcing picks that he may have if he is elected to the office of president. However, Joe Biden's not doing shit. Joe okay? Biden doesn't know what year no, it is. No, but he's getting no FaceTime on TV. Neither is Kamala Harris. They're not fucking on TV giving speeches or telling the president to fucking 
concede you know, exactly, and all that. Exactly, you know, yeah. they, they already stepped over their bounds on that initially with the freaking Office of President-Elect banner, all that bullshit. There, that doing. shit went away real fast, oh, yeah. didn't it? Well, and you can also count on one hand Thank you, the Candace amount of times Owens for suing the fucking shit out of Facebook. Yep. Candace Owens will be a guest one day on our show, but yeah, but I digress. Before her. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. To be honest, she probably doesn't know what a podcast is. We'll have to educate her. She knows her a when fucking podcast. Here. Listen, if you're gonna go up against, she's the probably CIA, not gonna you come in your garage. Podcast, she's so. gonna come into the garage and be like, "What's happening?" We're like, "There's Bud Light and IPAs and not cigars." Not only that, clothes that Sydney Powell might wear are hanging oh, on the clothes. Oh yeah, that's leopard print. print. Yeah. yeah, she could have this. That's if she leopard wants. print. Okay, I don't know. I actually. think it's more of giraffe <laughs> print that she wears. That could be. I digress. What I was saying is. I don't remember what I was saying. Um, Focus. It's all fake. This whole camp, Kamala Harris, all those things, you can count on one hand the amount of times Harris and Biden have been in public. They're never together, and they never speak together. And when they do, it's like the it's like the couple you know it's is getting weird. A, you like like you know they're getting a divorce. You know well, when you're around that couple at the barbecue and they hold hands, but it's like super awkward. It's like how Obama didn't really seem to like Biden either. Well, yeah, it's because yeah. Biden has been an, an overt <laughs> racist for the last 50 fucking years. Uh, I'm, you're going to be my partner, but... Uh, you got to cut the racist shit the out. Deal. It's, it's uh, a no-go for me. I mean, the 19, uh, if the 1994 <laughs> crime bill wasn't enough, you got super predators. You got racial jungle. Racial jungle was the best one. He uh, was you're going to have to leave the Nazi uniform at home. Uh, See, I always, uh, um, the White House. Please don't say racist stuff on TV. Yeah. And I always wait for you guys to give me an, an in for... At some point during this election, it will be Clarence Thomas oh my God. versus Joe Biden in the Supreme Court. Oh. He's going to ask him. Henry oh. Joseph, where did the votes come from? In his Bane voice, and it's going to be great. Oh, it's gonna, and then Joe Biden's going to be like, uh, exactly. Here's the deal. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. That's all fake. Come on, man. But it's... Back to my point is, dude, you is could bad dude. count in five fingers the amount of times that Biden and Harris have been together in public speaking, like, congruently. Whenever they're together, it's like this awkward, like, eh, I don't want to really be next to him. He kind of smells Well, it's weird. hard for her to disguise, like, her look of horror when he starts going <laughs> off on some random tangent. And she's just like, uh, I'm speaking. Yeah. Uh, hello? Um, We've already covered this. But Mike Pence should have told her to shut the fuck up because you'll never know what it feels like to be the vice president. That would have been epic if he just frisbeed his notes right at her throat. I have a, I have a pretty good quote. <laughs> I believe them, comma, and I respect them. Being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it. Does anyone know who said that? No. Jesus? Camila Harris about Joe Biden's accusers on April 3rd, 2019. Oh, yeah. Is that but, a that, but that, that, that is just a debate. That is a debate. It was just a roast session. I'm just a liar. Also, I'm not really black. I'm Indian. Nobody knows that. So no Pen that. Pennsylvania is going to weigh in at the is going to get weighed in on the Supreme Court level, and when those claims of unconstitutional doings in the state are heard before the Supreme Court, there's only one person that could do the fucking job. I'm going to show you guys a picture right now. Our audience can't see it. I'm going to ask you if you can identify the person on the right and the left. Do you guys know who these people are? Who's on, who's on the right? Well, that's Senator Ted Cruz. I know who's on the left. It is Senator Ted Cruz. Now, do you see any likeness there? No. 
It looks like the Zodiac. Killer. It is the Zodiac. <laughs> so, so Ted Cruz is a drawing of the Zodiac. Killer. Right. So Ted Cruz, who's doubling now as like down on your luck Wolverine with his beard, used to double as the Zodiac Killer, and, and they ran with that for a while. Well, the best part it's about it is still running. That's a Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz ran with it because a couple years ago, when he moved his congressional office from the junior senator table to the big boy senator table and got an actual office, he moved all of his stuff himself on a dolly down the hallway and put the symbol for the Zodiac Killer on the friggin' front of the boxes that he was wheeling down the hallway through the halls of Congress. That's amazing. So, yeah, tech, you know what? We, we, we were talking about it off the air before we got on today. You know, it sucks uh, that during the debates in the 2016 presidential election, some things got hot and heated. You know, Donald Trump did refer to Ted Cruz's wife, who I've never seen. Maybe one of you guys can pull her picture as fat and ugly. You know, so he categorized her as basically a Rosie O'Donnell. But oh, how dare he? Right? They they have become, I think, pretty good friends because ideologically they see eye to eye, and that's Donald Trump wants America first and by the Constitution. And Ted Cruz is probably the most well versed Republican senator that we've got going right now in regards to the, to uh, you know knowing the ins and outs of the Constitution. A lot of people feel that Ted Cruz is a viable presidential candidate. I see him more as a vice presidential candidate down the road. However, I see him more likely as a Supreme Court nominee. Which hopefully in the next four years Donald Trump gets at least two more of. Well, maybe uh, maybe after all that roasting, his wife uh, lost some lost some weight, so maybe he owes him one. I'm waiting for anybody to pull a picture. Of oh, him. here we go. Miss- Justin, Ted Cruz's wife is not fat, but oh. she definitely does look like somebody that would show up to your doorstep during the purge. Okay, she's not ugly. Yeah. But so, there was also comparison next to Ivanka, she like she and she looks like a small caliber. Yeah, I mean, when you put compared her in, to like, Ivanka, who's like, no, who Melania, speaks like Melania. Sorry, I'm no. three beers deep. Can you imagine what that tongue, tongue does? Speaks eight languages. Are we really going? You're wow. going di- to disrespect wow. the fucking first lady. Yeah. Wow. Dang. Listen, we, She's, will, we will throw Kamala look, Harris, Nancy Pelosi, and Mike Obama under the bus the all day on this show. Don't you fucking dare Melania talk about Trump Melania Trump. Melania Trump is probably the prettiest first lady we have ever had. Since Jackie O. Since Jackie O. Since Jackie O. Her accent is... It'll get you going. Okay? <laughs> I'm just pointing that out there. Yeah, that's our second JFK reference today. I was right? going to say, Mets imagine Jackie O with all that Might brain matter You're going to get us of cut face. off of the air if you don't stop with the... JFK references. Yeah, I think there's going to be a unmarked sedans are going to be pulling up SUVs and whatnot. Well, the big getting back to Pennsylvania, the big thing about it, and with <laughs> Ted Cruz representing it, is when uh, Justice Alito, who's the Circuit Court Judge, Supreme Court Justice, who's delegated to that area, issued a statement saying that they had until December 9th to file their complaints. Everybody in the mainstream media actually decided to cover it and said, "Oh." The Supreme Court Justice gave a date after the fake December 8th certify your votes deadline, which means, number one, he doesn't take it seriously. Number two, it's not going anywhere. Mm. To which point, Justice Alito came out the next day and said, you want to know what? You want to fuck around and find out? Fine. 8 a.m., December 8th, before all the states certify their votes, which means nothing in regards to electing a president, Mm -hmm. you will fucking give us your answers. To which point, the Democrats said they... uh, answered Justice Alito this morning by saying, uh, despite historically rampant election fraud, we're not going to do anything about it because no one else ever has. That was a Democrat's response to a Supreme Court justice telling them, issue your um, rebuttal to the Republican complaint that the Constitution of the state was violated by free-for-all mail-in voting. And the Democrats said, we ain't going to do fucking shit. No one's ever done anything about it before, and I fucking dare you to do something about it now. 
you are fake news. Yeah, exactly. They're going to find out the hard way. Mm. Because he's been injunctioning stays in Pennsylvania since before the fucking election. And I feel like he wouldn't be doing these things if he didn't have the pulse of some of the other justices. Now, we've already talked about how John Roberts isn't worth a fucking shit anymore. His vote has gone from... 80%-ish Republicans all the way down throughout the Trump uh, presidency to now he's he's hovering in the low 60s in regards to voting, number one, with the Constitution, and number two, towards the Republicans. But we still have a 5-4 majority if you exclude John Roberts. All I know is I have 2-2-3 two, two, stacked. That's it. All right, so Where let me add go? this. Um, Here, for some wisdom for so, the first time. So go back to 4D chess. And so you guys understand where I come from. So in 4D chess, it's like two, it's four dimensions, right? So the first dimension are the pieces, right? And whatever gain we get, just remember, that could be a gambit. When you play chess, you give up a piece to get better positioning, right? So uh, when we win a victory here and we win a victory there, um, that could all be part of the positional playing, but I refuse to believe that the fourth dimension, right? So the pieces are one dimension. The second dimension is the strategy. The third dimension is the player. The fourth dimension is the strategy that goes behind the player. And even though these first dimension things happen every day where, you know, Ted Cruz does this or AOC does that, you don't know if they're gambits and you d or you don't know if um, these are winning plays. Right, and I think we all kind of confuse the two, and that's why I totally stay away from this this first dimension because you you really don't know. And when <clears throat> when you see that on the fourth dimension, seventy one people uh, mysteriously died to testify against Hillary Clinton. Seventy one. Okay. What was the total amount? About seventy one, In including Seth Rich, who we've gone into extent on this show. He was he was a. He, they, they had said, after the investigation, that he was robbed, even though $2,000 in cash, a Rolex watch, and his cell phones were still left on his person. He was shot in the back in Washington, D.C. Uh, during the last election cycle in 2016 when he supposedly gave information regarding the DNC and all the corruption going on there to WikiLeaks, I believe it was. Um, I think I think he was communicating directly with Julian Assange. Yeah, I, I don't know. Julian Assange is a third dimension player. So whenever you're looking at this stuff, uh, just remember it's all first dimension. You don't know if it's a gambit or if it's a game. You don't know if you took the pawn or you don't know if they gave you the pawn in the belief that oh, you're- Here come the feds. Right? <laughs> so, so just remember that the black with these first dimension things isn't changing the fourth dimension. Right. So mm. as far as uh, Joe Biden winning this election- What um, dimension is that? That's fourth dimension. Okay. It's already been decided. It so you're going to go with January 20th, 2021, high noon. I uh, love that high noon on like the uh, On the national lawn at the Washington Monument, Joe Biden will put his hand on the Bible. I'm, he probably I'm not won't saying put that. his hand on the Bible. I'm saying it's already been decided. And if they killed 71, uh, 71 people, um, they can pressure a lot more people with... Uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see over the weekend that uh, Governor Kemp's, that douchebag who's the governor of Georgia, his daughter's boyfriend, who was the high-ranking staffer for Kelly Loeffler, Republican candidate in the runoff election, 
uh, on January 2nd, Governor Kemp's girlfriend, Governor Kemp's daughter's boyfriend died. He was a young man. I, I believe he was in his late 20s in a car accident. Uh, I don't know if it's it, COVID related. Princess Diana. Well, he, style? It was probably listed as COVID related at the end. But if you look at the video of people driving by and uploading it to the internet, in addition to what the cars look like after, I thought I was looking at the fucking Salmani uh, drone strike in Iraq. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this kid was driving, but apparently it, it blew, blew up. Yeah, it blew up like an IED. Princess Diana style. Worse. Damn. So I mean, that seems unlikely. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Modern look, vehicles. And- I'll just so say me, this: I drove a 2000 Xterra for like 10 years. That thing smoked so much. If I got an accident in that thing, you would think that I got hit by a drone strike. It smoked regularly on the way to work. I couldn't go past 50 miles an hour on the freeway. I'm not saying this guy was driving a chip box like I was. Yeah, but he didn't have AC either. How dare you? So. <laughs> <on there. laughs> yeah, Princess Diana was another fine example of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, where. You know, they did it in plain sight, and no one questioned it, and then... There's people, just a, a show of how much power they have. Well, I also believe that... So, the Dems, the left, when they lo- when they win, right, though it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, meaning they were right, but for the wrong reason. They're going to say, well, it was a democratic election, and we won for this reason, right? The five of us know what really happened. So that's the left. On the right... I believe they're going to distract us by just attacking us head on to distract us from this fight. So, you know, like I said, with Epstein and whatever else was coming, um, COVID happened, right? And so no one ever talks about Epstein or anything. So be prepared that for the right, something is coming for us so that we never talk about how this election was stolen because there's a bigger fight now. You think there's going to be a big distraction that's going to come into the works? It's, it's already happening yeah. with the runoff in Georgia, right? The runoff in Georgia, it, it doesn't matter. These politicians are bought and paid for and owned by the intelligence communities. Um, the If you ever look into the history of, like, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, how they built their wealth, the power that they have. Joe Biden. Or even Joe Biden. Which is, which is day, day by day getting more and more well documented into all of his corrupt business dealings in Asia and, you know, the uh, Eastern European block of leftover countries from the USSR with the Ukraine and stuff like that. And super PACs. Right, so if you see, if you watch them and you believe them, you should just watch WWE. It's less stressful, <laughs> right? Because it's all fake. <laughs> Six none, one nine. none of it's new, real. If you believe Chuck Schumer, we need really a John C- we need, immigrants. We need a John Cena button. Yeah. You know he lives in San Diego? Good for, good for him. Yeah. John Cena? Yeah, he'll probably be on the show next week. Stay tuned. Oh, sounds good. But yeah, just remember that, uh, you know, guys, I'm sorry, it's already been decided. These little uh, victories here and there is, is, is not going to change. Like, they've decided that's who it is, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we can hope for the best, and we get, like, this feeling of justice prevailed. But no, they decided a long time ago who, uh, who was going to be president. Well, I hate that you're right. I hate that you're right on election night, and then he fell asleep halfway through our live podcast. You know, Knowing you- that he was right... And I, I hate to believe what you're saying, but I feel like I do in a sense. I feel like deep down I know that what you're saying is correct. What we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is I just hope that the Supreme Court is not corrupt in this and that they let all the chips fall where they may because if they do that, this will get overturned. But like you said, the corruption runs so deep. It's hard to have faith in the justice system. Now, in remember, this sense. the Supreme Court doesn't necessarily have to rule 
All they have to do is opinionate that the states were ran unconstitutionally, and mm-hmm. then the burden of that will go back to the people who are electing the president. They don't have to necessarily give Donald Trump their electoral votes, and we've outlined this a million times. After we figured out what happened on Election Day and we got into our shows a couple weeks after that, we determined that the only way for Donald Trump to win the presidency is if we can get Joe Biden under 270. Now, it's going to be up to the Supreme Court to rule, and they may very well do that, but it's going to be up to the eventual electors who award the votes or choose not to award them, at which point if they don't award them, it will go to the House of Representatives, and then it'll be, you know, showtime for the Republicans. Um, The U.S. Director of National Intelligence today said uh, in a brief statement, that was released to the media that all of these election issues need to be resolved before an election winner can be declared, and that's coming from him. For sure. And so. then be- before Donald Trump boarded uh, his plane for wherever he was going this afternoon, he talked to the media real quick, got a little drive-by with, uh, you know, um, talking about uh, the Supreme Court and stuff of that nature. Here's Donald Trump. Things going on, and you know what I mean by that. The fake news, the Comeys of the world, all of the bad things that went on. It's called the swamp. And you know what happened? And you know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp. I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done that but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. On top of that, we have the best economy, greatest economy we've ever had, the best job numbers we've ever had, African-American. Asian American, Hispanic, the best ever. So I think. So, uh, and that's the thing. It, it, he pretty much talks about just what you talked about, without mentioning the 40 chess and all of the way the players fit in to the board and and how they're doing it. He's talking about literally, and it's funny that I had that clip queued up for after you made that comment, without even knowing that you were going to say it. Is he's saying that everybody knows the chessboard, everybody knows the players. And I've caught them. I still don't think, uh, to the last degree that he's going to go, Donald Trump has played his hand yet, because we're not there. No. I, I mean, I, th- I think that this current narrative that we're in right now goes right through the holidays, because a lot of the state senates sure. are gone. The Supreme, Co- uh, the Supreme Court is getting ready to break for you know, the holidays. And I think right now, uh, he's pretty much saying, he's putting people on notice. There, there's, there's, a, there's one more piece, because here's the thing. We keep talking about how Biden's not acting presidential. We keep talking about, you know, we brought up today how Kamala Harris hasn't rescinded her congressional seat yet. These numbers, these witnesses, these lawsuits, the evidence is starting to pile up. Trump's saying he knows it. Trump's saying he's got them. But there still has to be, like, one more component to this that we don't have yet. And I don't feel like with the way the narrative of all this is going, even though our show is right-leaning, you know what I'm saying, in regards to a conservative manner, uh, we do kind of lay it all out there where this could eventually go, but but I, I just it doesn't feel like he's not the winner in so, regards to the big scheme of things. So let me add to this, right? Let's go back to the 4D chess, right? Because this is another one-dimensional move. If you're the intelligence community and Biden's your man, right? Um, I believe Trump is a very intelligent person, but he's not third, fourth-dimensional player. You. He's made too many mistakes for me to believe that he is the one. Um, you talk about the Supreme Court. All Supreme Court people, nine of them, have cell phones, right? So they have nine spying devices, right? We have cell phones, we have Google Homes, we have all that. All that is, all that information that's on those things can be accessed by the intelligence community. 
do they need a warrant? No, that's the big thing with Edward Snowden, is because to take it to a FISA court, which is a secret court that none of us will know about, they will say, well, we need to hack you know, this phone or this, that phone. And then you say, well, for what reason? And then you say, well, it's in the interest of national security, right? Oh, imagine that. Right? And then it's like, well, you can't produce the evidence, you can't produce the case. So in, in any case, to, to believe that these, these people aren't also compromised because they have spying devices on them 24-7, I just think that they've chosen their guy, right? And although the, the powers that be don't want to Hillary Clinton thousands of people, it's <laughs> like, okay, we'll throw out a few gamuts here and there, but at the end of the day, they only need to compromise a select few of people. And you're already starting to see it. I mean, if the fact that Dan Crenshaw is turning into a... John McCain. Like, you already know how powerful <laughs> they are, you know? So, um, remember, all of your cell phone data history goes back to, like, 1997. And the intelligence community, for any reason they like, can go ahead and look at all that. And then they can make you... Uh, they can make phone calls to extrapolate where dirty parts of your life are there and they can be you know uh, released and you know at the end of the day as a government employee what do you want to do you want to go home and collect a paycheck you know I mean I think not to really talk about specifics at work but say like someone who like even though he has like the best stack memo right and exudes like oh this is the excellence you want to promote what happens when he goes and he puts in for a promotion someone it's already predetermined? It's already predetermined. Motherfucker! Right. It's already predetermined. And what is it predetermined by? The cronyism. The powers that be. The powers that be, right? Nepotism. So I don't care if he goes out, uh, excels to the point where we haven't seen an officer, uh, a person like this in 20 years. He will still not be picked because the powers that be say, nope, that's not our guy. You know who is our guy? The guy I can uh, trust my secrets with. Yeah. And manipulate. Sleep and and yeah. probably the guy that you have blackmail. So, here, here's right? a, here's a so find me evidence, right, in any institution or anywhere where it's merit-based and there isn't some sort of cronyism in the background. There's okay. none. Right. So what, what are your feelings on white hats? Or do they exist? Well, what's that? The white hats, the ones who are basically there and there for the patriot reason only. Like, the people who have been leaking audio and video of all this shit going on during the elections. You're talking about like, the guy from Google, Zach Voorhees, that... Did you hear about that guy? Yeah. He's probably a white hat. So but, I mean, Lynn, Lynn Wood real. and Sidney Powell have both mentioned white hat patriots who have been coming forward with all this election-related material. It, it, which goes against the narrative of predetermined pick. Like, even though yeah. the powers that be have uh, determined that Joe Biden should be the next president, the people who were just placed in spots for the sole purpose of oversight in regards to these things are now coming forward saying, you want to know what? They are as bad as you think we are, and here's the evidence. Now, I have a name for you. Everybody should know who this lady is, Betsy DeVos. Everybody mm -hmm. knows her. She's in the Trump cabinet. She's the education secretary. Now, She's for, also a billionaire. Right. For patriots in the room and are already listening, I'll give you guys another name. And this name hasn't been brought up in a while. I'm pretty sure Noah's going to know... Nick might know. You two guys probably won't. Uh, Eric Prince. You guys know him? That sounds really familiar. He's a retired Navy SEAL. Also had a lot of beers. Right? <laughs> and uh, he founded a small company that was... Blackwater. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. 
lots of war crimes, good war crimes, like the good war crimes, yeah, like people pot shot at U.S. convoys in Iraq. There, in turn, Blackwater levels the entire village. <laughs> like the kind of the, the kind of war crimes that we can pretty much, you know, the red, white, and blue kind of war crimes. The glory days. Yeah. Anyways, his name came up. Uh, I noticed. Uh, I was on Twitter. I'm sorry. I know it's a piece of shit. But Matt Gates randomly, like yesterday, printed or tweeted, uh, Eric Prince is a patriot. So I, I did some research, and I was able to uh, no wallet find an article that said Eric Prince has been training people to uh, infiltrate mm. government agencies to fucking time. What time are we at? <laughs> One thirty-eight and a half to one thirty-nine. You have a good point, but don't forget what happened to Mike Flynn. Okay. So uh, to believe that there are white hatters, maybe there are, but uh, you know, if Mike Flynn isn't can't even uh, elude these people, then uh, you know, maybe they might drop some information here and there. But do you know if it's a benefit? Do you know it's a, if it's a gambit? But. I think that uh, after what happened to Mike Flynn, um, they'll, they'll just Hillary anyone that stands in their way. And it, it happens like time and time again. Like they don't even hide it. You know? Like, oh yeah, Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, okay, we'll just, we'll just kill him. We'll just call it suicide. Or uh, Mike Flynn. Well, we'll just uh, we'll make up a phone, fake phone call. Or Donald Trump, the President of the United States. Oh, you colluded with Russia. There's no evidence. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And half the country, like, we're constantly lied to on a constant basis. Yeah. Even yeah. with evidence to support the contrary. So, uh, I, I just think that here was to be, uh, try to get promoted, right? Because I think he has the best resume out of all of us, right? You piece of shit. Well, how dare you? Well, I, I mean, it's facts, right? So, Peter would have, or sorry, Noah, would have, um, <laughs> all right, uh, or Did somebody fart? John, right? So here we go. You're talking about all these people uh, who have predetermined things. Well, what if the person that is the actual real predeterminer, and that's Donald Trump, predetermined, predetermines before the time things machine again? Yeah. You're getting into the multiverse. So I'm bringing was, it back. That wasn't even 4D chess. That was 5D. I asked you guys if you knew who Betsy DeVos was. She's the education secretary, cabinet member for Donald Trump. Her brother is Eric Prince. He's the founder of Blackwater. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's a fucking mercenary killer. But in more recent years, and coming back to America, I was trying to figure out why Matt Gates, uh, Republican congressman, tweeted, Eric Prince is a national hero, yesterday. And I went back and looked, and it, it seems that news is starting to break that over the last couple of years leading up to and through the Donald Trump presidency, Eric Prince has been doing some double work for... Uh, Parts of um, intelligence agencies in the United States government, most likely for Donald Trump, training ex-spies to infiltrate Democratic campaigns and uh, Democrat offices in regards to the American government. That's awesome. So he's basically been training white hats, how to white hat, during white hat events. Are they hiring? I wish they were. I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. I'll leave I'm, this I'm podcast right now. So, okay, in economic news today, um, to... So that's one theory. Here's my theory. Uh, just just in news, uh, economic news, because you know that's where I'm at. China has developed a just this week a fusion reactor 
that Whoa. will mimic the sun. Okay. Oh. Well, they didn't. They didn't develop it this week. It's been in development for years. Yeah. I'm they sorry. announced <laughs> it. They announced it today. You're talking about like Avenger stuff. Yeah. Um, so they did that. They've also. Um, they've also created shell companies that um, will purchase from the the Uyghur. I think how you say it, Muslim camps, where in China there it's slavery. Right? Yeah. But then they sell it to the shell companies, and then the Americans buy from the shell companies, and the Americans are like, there's no slavery from this company. Look, they have a happy slogan and everything else, right? That's what's happening in China. In other countries in the world, there's Brexit, there's, there's all this other stuff, right? Um, we are at a point where it's time to like not discuss trans in bathrooms, but really what's going on around the world, you know, because if America stays asleep and all these countries are doing all these great and American things, you know, I, I don't know. You have to remember that it was Joe Biden and his team that said, you know what, just ship the jobs overseas and turn them into productive workers, right? And then uh, that was a good move for investors, but it was terrible for the American people because now no one knows how to make anything. All this stuff you see on your table, none of it, well, you, except you the should, Bud Light. You should just learn coding then. Well, hold on. Actually, no, no, because it's this, not even that. This is actually made in America. Okay, so yeah, none of the stuff inside it. But there's some H one visa that probably had some or B one B twos, right? So if if you if you adopt to that ideology of like, hey, the entire world is becoming more and more powerful than the United States at this time because we're so asleep to what's going on around the world, and to believe that Donald Trump is the fourth dimension. I, I just don't see it because he would be opening our eyes to the fact that, look, on a global scale, the American people is nothing but a, most of them are a bunch of people that consume, that whoever offers them the most handouts in government, they're going to vote for it. And mm -hmm. although from an economic standpoint, it sounds like this is sustainable for the long term, but if you just have a, an entire nation that just borrows to consume, borrows to consume, but doesn't produce anything, then as an economy, you're gonna implode at some point. Mm -hmm. And what, I mean, China, India, and whatever else, they have this long-term strategy in place to become a global leader. Like the United States is great. It has its powerful uh, natural resources and military and all this other stuff. But what happens when we don't need those things anymore? Ask Venezuela, hey, what happens when you don't need as much oil, right? Uh, a Venezuelan and an American are coming up to the same uh, level of economic productivity where 70% of our GDP is consumer spending. So uh, say you, you know, you, we, we, we're not really producing anything, we're just consuming one another. And at some point, economically speaking, when we, you know, I think the debt clot is 27 trillion, some, some crazy number like that, and half of it has been, uh, Half of it's been created just in this past year. Um, but don't quote me on that, because I don't, I don't remember specific numbers. But if we just become this discretionary consumer economy and we only vote based on the president or the government that gives us the most handouts, uh, we are definitely doomed on the uh, global scale. And so with, with Trump, I, I've seen his speeches and they're magnificent and everything else, but these are, like, the issue with the Joe Biden thing and everything else, I mean, that's a few months, like, 
problem that we may have to deal with. But eventually, at some point, every dollar the U.S. government spends, 40 cents of it is covered by taxes. That means 60 cents of it must be barred. It must come from somewhere. And what happens when everyone says, you know what, U.S. government, no, we're not going to buy back your treasury-backed securities. Figure it out. And then all of us will be retired, trying to collect our pension, trying to collect our Social Security. And then the government, like it is doing with the stimulus bill, will be like, sorry, we, we, can't, we can't pass it and we won't pass it. And, and then what does everyone do? It's not like you can go and start producing anything because your society has become such a discretionary consumer spending. So these long-term views, I read about this stuff, and it, it comes from top economic people, and they're all colluded with the intelligence communities. And there's definitely uh, a desire to get these H-1 visa people here, despite, you know, whatever Trump says. So I, I just don't see him being a long-term player because it, he's so focused on this one-time thing. Like, even if we let trans go into restaurants and... We, restaurants. Or restrooms or whatever. whatever. <laughs> They're not allowed to eat. Even if we do the Green New Deal, <laughs> we not, can't none of that stuff is, is really going to happen. Like, oh, loan forgiveness. Student loan forgiveness. Yeah, and all, is, and even if it does, it means like, okay, well, if you hook up these people, then you have to screw these people, and then you'll have to hook them up and screw those people again. And we're just playing uh, chicken. But as far as like a long-term strategy for the United States, um, there's nothing in this administration that makes me believe that we're we're in the fourth dimension. But the intelligence communities, hundred percent. Well, in my humble opinion, I think the intelligence communities are going to hate the next four fucking years of Donald Trump as their president. Well, well yeah, he's going to... I agree on that. He's going to... If they chose him. Select all, delete, and a lot of that. It's going to so, be a nightmare for them. bringing it home and going towards moving forward, like we always do, uh, we announced earlier in the show that Texas has filed that lawsuit. The Supreme Court has given uh, the four swing states that are in contestant contest shun right now until 3 p.m. tomorrow to rebut the allegations of constitutional violations in regards to the presidential election. In addition, since the announcement of this lawsuit today and equally filing, the states of Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, South Carolina, and South Dakota have all filed the exact same lawsuits against Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Michigan, saying, you want to know what? You violated all of our state's constituents in this last election. Fucking tell us how you didn't violate the Constitution. And if they can't validate in a court of law in front of the Supreme Court that they didn't violate the Constitution, which they did, it's well documented. You get any lawyer (laughs) on television to talk about it, and they have... We're not going to get this bullshit uh, local Supreme Court um, rulings where it says, well, you know, you waited till you skinned your knee yeah. to say that they were ruined. No. You violate the Constitution, you violated everyone's rights. If everyone didn't get equal treatment in the election, then it's going to be invalid. In addition, because they can't join the lawsuit, um, because they're involved in it, representatives on the Republican side of Arizona today invoked Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, meaning Arizona is officially contesting its own election. 
Wow. Um, yeah, plot, Vi- plot twist. <laughs> yeah, Vice President Pence tweeted that Daniel McCarthy, a Republican uh, congressman in Arizona, a representative from there, have signed a letter to Arizona state legislators invoking Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, which is the free and fair elections clause of the Constitution, which says everybody will be able to vote the same, no v- votes will be counted differently. And uh, so, yeah, that's huge. Um, huge. Huge. And then Ron DeSantis today tweeted at Donald Trump, you know, don't stop fighting. Uh, this is going to get resolved. Yeah. And you should take names of every single person that doesn't stand up in this moment in time. We make it seem huge because it really is. Uh, the fact of the matter is is that there were a lot of things that gone wrong, and it goes after probably decades of improper things going on in regards to state and federal regulation. Who knows how many Congress seats, state representatives, uh, senators that they've stolen over the years. Gosh. We brought it up on the show a few weeks ago. Hillary Clinton never looked, got on board to look into the Dominion bullshit because everybody alleges now that she used the same shit to fuck over Bernie Sanders oh, when yeah. his numbers were trending at a much smaller level but at the same algorithms as Donald Trump was going into this election. In 2016, it didn't look like Bernie Sanders could be beat statistically. However, like Raiden basically uh, laid out for us, the powers that be determined that Hillary Clinton would be their candidate. And, and what then, did he do? He just was like, yeah, uh, vote for Hillary. And what has he done this time? Hey, uh, vote. vote for Joe Biden. So if you were ever a Joe Bernie Sanders... Joe Biden buy another house in Joe Biden uh, is New our Hampshire. guy moving forward. So if you believe that Bernie Sanders worked for you and the people... You are stupid. I have stupid. beachfront property to sell you in Arizona. <laughs> George Strait. Well, the well, Chinese have bought like that could be true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We got a whole bunch of states jumping on boards. We got Arizona contesting their own election. We got the There's fucking some, a lot Zodiac Killer representing Pennsylvania. And we got we got Donald Trump <laughs> saying that they caught them all. Uh, let's talk about places where you can find us. On Instagram, you can find us at Steak for Podcast. Steak for Breakfast. <laughs> Steak for Breakfast Podcast. <laughs> Steak for Podcast. We're losing the reins here. Steak for Breakfast Podcast. On IG. And if you're on Instagram, you have to follow our Instagram because Roan handles a lot of that and the stuff that he posts is classic and interact with us because we love to hear feedback um, share us on your feed because when we see that it's super encouraging for us guys and remember before we get into where else you can find us at no blackpilling please I mean you guys know what that means no what that means when you know the viable outcome of a situation you're going to either give up your red or blue pill because you know it's going to be a determined outcome anyways. That, don't let that fucking happen. Oh, like me? Oh. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, know, don't be like Well, that's the thing. I took that years ago. We bring, <laughs> we bring usually four or five guys to the table because the opinion of this show is not the opinion of all the participants normally. We trend for Donald Trump. We are all conservatives. We believe in the Constitution. However, if you don't add different points of view to the conversation, then you're never going to get to a viable solution. Correct. So... Yeah, no black peeling. The the fight is still a long way from over. Remember, nothing means anything until someone puts their hand on that Bible on January twentieth at noon. Which Biden probably will the never game touch is a Bible. Foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another uh, thing, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, we're in the works of getting on Pandora, which for those psychos that listen to podcasts on Pandora, wherever platform you listen to, like and comment because it helps definitely gain momentum on the podcast platforms 
once again to whoever gave us a one star review we will find you we will fucking find <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> we will find you we will jack you up hit up our business email at steak for podcast no steak, steak, for, for, <laughs> steak, for, <laughs> steak for breakfast podcast <laughs> at gmail.com gmail. and, and just all you gotta do is name business phone number and your address and we'll make sure we get that autographed Trump hat out to yeah. you ASAP with a glitter bomb yeah, exactly <laughs> in the package with a mega bomb <laughs> Right. Um, you can find me on Parlor at Torres 77 I'm at Nick Pern. I almost got 100 followers. I'm getting up there. Oh, that's no low energy pardon? followers. I got 80, I think. Oh, okay. Nice. I don't know who any of them are. So and remember, when you're on Spotify, Fashions. when you're on iTunes, download the episodes, like, comment, share it on your Instagram stories. Yes. If you believe in the narrative that we're trying to push, which is the narrative that gets this president over the finish line, you definitely want to go like, share, comment, no one-star reviews. <laughs> yeah, we, we're still looking for them. So. And one thing, too, if you're going to stream our episodes, we are still small as a podcast. We are growing every week. If you actually click download instead of just playing and streaming it, it helps a ton, believe it or not. Yep. It helps with our stats and our ratings, which help us grow with um, podcast sponsors. We will never accept sponsors that we do not personally endorse, like we've always said. So... The podcast sponsors in reality kind of benefit our viewers and our listeners because we produce, we promote products that we use and in turn you can use at a discount as well. So whatever platform you like, comment, subscribe, um, share, um, and reach out to us on social media. We love interacting. I know Roan does a great I, job I've been of interacting, interacting with a lot of you. I'm going to give some shout outs right now to some of the people that have provided me with the absolute fire for the last like several months uh, that we've been doing this. Axia Queen on Instagram, follow her. Uh, Freedom1776.2020. And uh, let me get one more in there that's got, you know, just straight up Patriot. If you look up Patriot uh, on Instagram, they've got a lot of great, you know, memes, uh, insights. They get a lot of tweets out there ahead of the game and, and help fuel the narrative that is our Instagram page and our show. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Remember, the more you contribute by liking and sharing is the more you'll be able to uh, have access to our show. Hopefully get it up to doing twice a week, maybe next year. And until next Tuesday, right, that's going to wrap it up. Quite frankly, watching Donnie beat Nazis to death is close we ever get to going to the movies.